You are listening to the Gay Florida Man podcast. This podcast is hosted by retired corrections officer, Mark DeWolf, who will discuss various topics prevalent to corrections, gay culture, arts and entertainment, as well as current events. Listeners need to be advised that this podcast will discuss situations involving extreme violence, substance abuse, sexual assault, and murder. Details of actual events have been modified so as to protect the privacy of involved parties. Welcome back to the Gay Florida Man podcast. This is episode 47. And today we're going to be talking once again with Barbie about our experiences in gay dating. Of course, it happens to everybody, regardless of whether they're straight, gay, bi, whatever. But the insanity of gay dating, I don't know, maybe it's just us, but we've had our fair share of insanity, chaos, and today's stories, you're going to hear all about it. So joining me once again to talk about gay dating is my good friend, I can't say former lover because we were never lovers, but um, my good friend, Barbie. How are you, Barbie? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back for the third time about our exes. I'm so excited. It's sad. We have some unfinished business as we talk about our experiences dating. Is it really sad, Mark? Well, you know, I got to tell you first and foremost, before we get into all our dark history, I feel like you know, we actually contribute to the dark web. If you talk about our exes, all yours are like some type of biblical Satan reference or demon reference. It is true, except for uh, this, the last few that I have on here. Uh, okay. Basically, I think I ran out of pretty much everything I could possibly come up with for, you know, anything from the dark side, hell. <clears throat> Well, I got to tell you, your name came up when I was talking to somebody last night. Did I sleep and it with was, them? You did not sleep with them, but you tried. You ha- you were fascinated about a part of their anatomy, and it, it scared this particular person. Was it a guy? It was a guy. Was it you? Because like, I know I nope. poked your dick several times because it's, it's just interesting sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm okay with you poking my dick, but it wasn't me. Interesting. It would be John Reed. And you were really fascinated by his starfish. Oh, his little starfish. It's a little itty bitty starfish. I so I've heard. So well, he, he said you were fascinated. You wanted to kind of like get a closer look and and watch it react. Like, I don't know if you wanted to flick it or what, but John was really he said that that was traumatizing for him. Like you would ask questions about his rectum, his anus. I was just going to stretch it out with my strap on. That's all. He said that just the thought scared him really bad. Oh, please. I would have put a ball gag in his mouth and closed his eyes. He would have been fine. You got to show up to his, uh, to his work one time and bring our conversation. Yes. I, I won't say where he works on this podcast, but... He knows that I know, and he knows that I will tell you. Because I will show up. Yeah, I think we both have kind of an interest in this starfish for different reasons. I don't know. At least it doesn't wink at you. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be gaping once I'm done. (laughs) Who's starting out today's episode about 
who's sharing their story first? Would you like to, or would you like me to? You know, I always like to hear your stories first. I've got five written down. It's going to bring me up to date. I know there's people I've forgotten. Maybe they'll pop back into my head as I talk about these other individuals. I'm going to start off by a real quick one. Is there any deal breaker for you when you meet somebody? I don't like smokers. Okay. That's a deal breaker. I've tried to get past that, but there's just something about like, you know, licking the tar out of somebody's fucking mouth that's just gross and I can't handle it. Or... I can smell their vagina and they're a few feet away. And I'm like, you know, what did you have for lunch? And if they don't say like tuna or something, then it's, it's a no go. Now you've got me fascinated. Have you had that happen more than once Barbie? <laughs> I haven't like experienced dating somebody where they're far away and I'm like, I can smell your snatch, but you know, there's been some times where it's, you know, you're making out and everything. But I told you that I always had that trick of, you know, the dip and sniff because if my hand goes down there and I mm. gently run it across my nose or something like to scratch my nose. And if I can smell it and it's it and it smells like chlamydia, hell no, I'm out, I'm out the door. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever dated a girl and you start making out and you can say something that's very familiar so you know she's been cheating? <laughs> no, no, or, I'm not. <laughs> or her breath, you know that she's been with somebody else. Uh, no, have you? Um, What's your deal breaker? Okay, well, here's one that I found out. and th We're going to talk about this because this is my my particular, the first date that I'm going to be talking about. And his name is DJ. We're calling him DJ. This guy was really cute. He was a dancer by profession. And then he at one time was like a shot boy or a go-go boy at one of the clubs in Salt Lake City. Really cute guy, this DJ. He was a ethnicity that I was really attracted to, Barbie. Shocking. I really liked this guy. He had a little muscular build, really cute guy. And I remember seeing him at the club one time and, you know, talking to him and I bought him some shots of Jaeger and we really got along. It was a lot of fun through our communication on social media. And I believe it was Facebook messenger. You know, we talked back and forth and he was kind of a bitchy fag. He was kind of one of those guys that knew he was attractive, kind of like talked down to people or was just kind of bitchy and kind of laughed it off that that's his personality and I can get away with it because I'm cute. And that only goes so far. But anyways, we ended up meeting for all you can eat sushi. I met him and again, very attractive guy, but I realized that really bad table manners pisses me off. And we're there at, at this restaurant, all you can eat sushi. And he kept fucking belching at the oh, table. Oh no. And he really thought he was cute. Like he thought that, you know, that was just, again, that whole personality of this is who I am, you know, take it or leave it. And I guess he had enough people that wanted to put him in bed that said, you know, I'll take it, even if it's for tonight. And for me, after we were done with dinner, he was like, so did you want to go back to your place? You know, I mean, I, and the other thing that he had done during our dinner date is he was talking about these other guys fighting over him. And it was just really tacky, like he had really low self-esteem that he was compensating for by telling me these things. Mm -hmm. 
or I don't know what his genetic flaw was. I said, look, you know, let's not go back to my place. You got a lot going on in your mind. You got these two guys that are, you know, fighting over you. Like, you know, I know you need more time to handle that. So, you know, why don't you go handle that? And I ended the date. Good for you. I just, I'm not going to put up with it, but the, the belching out loud was very embarrassing in a public environment. I was like, uh, I have no interest. You're grossing me out. That's like somebody like, you know, smacking their food. I will stick a fucking knife right in your eyeball. A chopstick right in their face. <laughs> yes, that freaks me out. I can't handle it. It was one and done with DJ. All of a sudden you became very unattractive to me. So who do you got? So we're going to go with Rachel. I don't know what it is with the gay community, but I don't know if the men have the same issue, but women will, they'll get in their clicks and they'll kind of cycle around. Sometimes the cycles, you know, you might not talk to this person for 10 years or 20 years, whatever it be. And then all of a sudden they're back in your life. Rachel Oh, she's an interesting character, and you actually met this person mm. um, at uh, one of the parties that you had. How she's connected is she's actually connected with one of my other really good friends, and they had been friends for a while. I think they dated for a minute because everybody in the lesbian community dates everybody in the lesbian community. You know, <laughs> well, everybody's a- had a taste of each other, so to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. It happens. But, but, Salt, but Salt Lake's a small community. Yes. Salt mm. Lake is a small community. Or, well, it was. I don't know so much now. I mean, yeah. who knows? But back, you know, in the day when I was like, I don't know, 23, it was really small. I ended up meeting Rachel, and I can't even remember where I met her, but she worked at some Western wear store. Shetlers or Shetlers or some Shetland Pony or I can't remember what it's called. We kind of hit it off for a little bit, but like at this point in my life, I was like a whore and I just came out of the closet and I'm doing like fucking cartwheels and somersaults out of the closet. I wasn't looking for anything, but uh, we kind of dated and ended up hooking up and I don't know. I think I slept with her in my closet or something because, you know, back then I was like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know. I'm going to sleep with you in here and bang you all up and then I'm going to come back out of the closet. You know, stupid shit like that. I don't know. Because <laughs> you're like 20 and, you know, it's cool and it's exciting. But, you know, over the years, she still was, you know, part of the scene or at least the people that I hung out with. There's a couple of friends that ended up dating her. If you can avoid it, please avoid it. She started dating like my really good friend. And I didn't have any issues with it. But one of my friends kind of would mention all Rachel talks about sometimes. And it's kind of bugging me is at the time that you guys hooked up. And we only hooked up that I can remember one time. And it was like over 20 years ago. Oh. And, And so I'm like, yeah, that's kind of uncomfortable. I don't like that. And we would go to parties, you know, that she would have and everything. And she would always be really, really flirtatious with me. And I'd be like, what, what are you doing? You're dating my friend. You know, don't, don't do that. That's uncomfortable. And they broke up. And then like 10 years later, she hooks up with another friend of mine. 
And Fuck. You know, at, at this point, I'm telling my friend, I'm not gentle about it. I'm like, this is not good news. This is bad news. I want you to stay away from this person. This person will just chew you up and spit you out. You know, don't do it. And they end up having a relationship. And my friend ends up just head over heels with her. And here comes this thing where she's like, yeah, I'm really bothered because Rachel just keeps talking about this time or these times that she spent with you. And I was like, Christ, I was like, this was over like 25 years ago. At this point, I don't even remember it, what was going on or anything. And so we would hang out and she would always make these comments in front of my friend. And I was like, that, this isn't cool. We ended up at a party together. And guess whose party this was? <laughs> was it a Halloween party? Yes, this was the Halloween party. <laughs> yes, I know your friend. And this is the one that damaged my casket. Yes. And uh, but I can't remember was she wearing western wear? When you guys when you actually knew her the the first time, was she always dressed up as a cowgirl? I'm just curious. I think she was, you know, <laughs> she wore the Wranglers and she had like the hat and everything and <laughs> it, it was something Mark, when Broke I came mountain. out of the yeah, when I came out of the closet, my thing was is that I wanted I had like a checklist. I had what? a <laughs> I had a checklist and I had a box. This is before like cell phones and cool shit like that. So I Pagers. had this box <laughs> and I would try to get as many phone numbers as that I possibly could because I filled up my little black book and then had to move on to just a box and stuff phone numbers in it. Uh -huh. And so then that's how, uh, this is how many people I'm going to sleep with or, or whatever. Barbie, just so I have the right person in my mind, what did she dress up as for the party? Can you remind me? I believe she was, was she an angel that night? Well, not in your book. God, no. <laughs> and she was like all the others. She was just different devil names like to the, all the other people that you dated. I don't remember what she was. All I remember is that she fucked up the lid of my casket and she was driving you fucking crazy. She wasn't going to let you go. Like every time she dates, she ends up talking about you and it's been 25 years. Yeah, it's been That's like weird. totally 25 years. It's like stalkerish kind of thing. But she had this thing, like all my friends would fall madly in love with her. And she, I don't know what she would do to them, but they would give her everything, pay her car payments, pay her rent, you know, throw money at her, take her out or whatever. And was the sex that good? No, because I don't remember it. So it can't be that God. good. Well, and, you apparently made a really strong impression with her. I don't know. You know, maybe it was I was her first or something. I I don't know, but uh, <laughs> she it pissed me off because it was both of my really best friends, and it would cause a conflict. So we would go to a party, and she would say, "Do you remember when we were like sleeping together, and you're like fucking me in your closet?" And I'd be like, no, I barely remember, but I remember leaving you at the club in the bathroom because I met some other girl and I left <laughs> with her. But <laughs> wow, meme. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of. But you, you said that on other podcasts that you're not proud of your past. No, because I was like an, you know, and I was an asshole, and I don't know why I was an asshole. I think. It may have had 
something to do with like the first girl that I was with where I was like totally madly in love with. She ended up like cheating on me. And so that kind of gave me that one foot out the door always. I never wanted to really commit. And then, you know, I always thought that I would be the one to leave. That kind of created something into my head where I was like, I'm just going to sleep around and I'm not going to be the nicest person. God, until le- my wife, to Lexi, I probably wasn't like the best person for a relationship. Did you ever run into this person again? Yes, because <laughs> we... She's in your backyard right now, <laughs> listening to this podcast going, that bitch. Well, it was funny because I was living with one of my really good friends. That's how she started dating her. I can't remember if I introduced her or not. No, I was living with you. Yeah, because you were sleeping upstairs and uh, a later story. Yes, (laughs) yes. We'll we'll get to that. No surprises too early. But this party is going to bring together this other person that I kind of dated for a second as well. This party ended up just being the party of all parties. I still remember waking up and walking down on the stairs with fucking feathers stuck to the floor. Okay. (laughs) God, that was insane. But no, so Rachel wanted to go to this party. My friend wanted to go to the party. So she dressed up as, you know, one of the the monkeys from, uh, what is that show? Wizard of Oz. If I remember, Rachel was something like an angel or something like that. And How ironic. Right. <laughs> but it was a good it was a it was a good turnout. But my friend and her and Rachel weren't together at this time. Rachel had stomped on my friend's heart and my friend wanted her to go and was like, you know, if you just go to this party and stuff, maybe we can drink and then we can talk our feelings out and you know, we'll be together. No, that's not how lesbians work. They drink, they get feisty, and they get bitchy. That's kind of what ended up happening because the more that Rachel would drink, the more it was, don't you remember when we slept in the closet and I just want you and I've always just wanted you forever. And I'm like, bitch, I was 25 years ago. And no, you know, it's not going to happen. I think I remember I was trashed at this point. She's like, if you just kiss me this one time, I will leave you alone. So I ended up kissing her. Uh, you wait, you've never told me this detail. I where did, didn't. where, no, where'd you kiss her? Well, on the lips. Which ones? <laughs> on her, <laughs> on her face. Just to get her out. Like, just wait, to, wait, wait. Just to leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't hear you. You said you. she sat on your face? What? Shut the fuck up. No. No. <laughs> they were attached to her face, okay? And so I kissed her thinking that, I don't know, I think I kissed her and then I was like mad and God, I, I can barely remember what all happened. And I felt bad because I knew my friend really liked her, but uh. I just wanted her to shut the fuck up. Just leave me alone. And at this time, there was another girl there that wanted to be with me. And I was like annoyed because I didn't want to be with her. So I wanted her to date one of my other friends. Oh, my God. It was just a fucking nightmare. 
yeah, after that kiss, I'm pretty sure I said some mean things. And then as the night went on, obviously, we said some meaner things. And we'll just talk about that as we go on. I haven't had to run into her since then, thank God. Here's my advice would have been to you that night. I would have said, you know what, Barbie, I'm going to protect you right now. And I would have asked you to come to me before you gave her that kiss. And I would have gone in. I would have dragged you into the kitchen. We would have opened up a can of tuna. I would have poured the tuna juice out. And I would have said, take a shot of this. Just rinse your mouth with it. And then you go out there and you kiss her and just say that you've been with some other girl. And she will totally leave you alone from that point forward. Really, Mark, do you really think that would have worked, though? I don't know if it would have worked. It might have attracted her a little bit. She would have been like, you know, I've smelled this time and time again. I'm fine. (laughs) She would have been like, who is this bitch that's in my mouth? Point out. Which one is it? Which one? Do you have any mayo in the fridge anywhere that I'll just mix that into? It'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, God. A little bit of mustard and a little bit of mayo. Uh, Yes and yes. Got to have the visual. All right, we ready to talk about my first one? My first one's going to take a minute. This one was a huge, huge disaster. This is another one from Texas, Barbie. I don't know what it is about Texas gays that ended up coming across my life, but this one I met online. We were talking online for a while. He was in a relationship. We're going to call this person Greg. And so Greg was in a relationship, and we had met online, and we were just talking back and forth, and he would complain about his current boyfriend in Texas. We had agreed that I would go down there and I would meet him at some point. So I flew down to Texas and I met him and we hit it off because we knew each other pretty well before we ever did anything. It was not one of those situations where you meet at the club, you go home and you are naive to think that it's going to prosper into a relationship. This was online. This person was in Texas. I went down there, met him, and then he flew back to Utah. And we lived together for a period of time. And it was then and only then that I realized that I was dating Satan. The relationship was okay for a while. I think the first red flag was my former roommate, Chris, was on Grindr. And he had messaged me and said, hey, your boy's on Grindr. And I'm like, what? And he sent me a screenshot of Greg with no shirt on, on Grindr. And so when you have somebody that, you know, has moved from a different state and you're at work on a graveyard shift at the prison and somebody else is like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is him. And you look at the picture like, oh, fuck. So I start calling him like, what's going on? And he doesn't answer. So I get out of work and I go home and he's playing like he's asleep because he knows that I shouldn't be home until 6 a.m. But I'm showing up at like 10 because I'm fucking mad that already, you know, he's looking to do something. Um, he's not looking for friends. So that was the first red flag. As the relationship progresses, um, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to develop. We had a good time. We definitely had some fun times. He had difficulties with the fact that I like to let the dog sleep in the bed. He didn't like that. So that was constant conflict. Like for him, he grew up with like dogs are outside. And for me, You know, dogs are like inside, you give them names, you dress them up in baby clothes, you pay for them, (laughs) they're they're part of your life, they're they're your kids. And so there was a major conflict there. He wasn't happy. And eventually he wanted, after like three or four months, he wanted to go back to Texas. And I was just waiting for him to say he's done. Now, 
I had a roommate, gay couple that was a roommate that I ended up fucking around with one of them. They moved out right before Greg moved in from Texas. And so when they moved out, Greg had always asked, did you ever do anything with the one guy? Cause the one guy's Latino. I'm like, no, 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 no. I never did anything. And he kept bugging me like, are you sure nothing happened? No, 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 no. Then one day he told me that he had talked to this other person online on Facebook and that the person had said that him and I had had sex. Oh. And so I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, well, you know what? It was, we fucked around like once or twice. You did? You did? He had never really talked to him. He was bluffing. Oh, and you fell for it. Yeah, well, it was the same day that I found out that my dad had cancer. Oh, well, that's fucked up. That is fucked up. My dad went through the, the chemotherapy and he was fine, but he knew when to strike. <laughs> and so it was so stupid. I was never in a relationship with him. We hooked up like, you know, once or twice or 30 times. I can't remember. It's really vague. <laughs> but anyways, um, that's beside the point. No, seriously, it was just once or twice. From there, you know, he started getting really dramatic and he had to go back to Texas. Once he left and went back to Texas, that's when the demon really came out. The day that he was leaving, like he had called me at work and said, look, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go back home. I said, all right. So I bought him an airline ticket. He called me back six minutes later. He was like, you know, don't buy the ticket yet. Too late. It's booked. Bye, bitch. Yeah, I already knew it was going to end. So at that point, it was like, he's got to go. Knowing that I had this relationship with this one roommate, he reached out to that guy's partner saying, Mark and so-and-so fucked around, just so you know. No, he did not. He sure did. He sure did. So he had to destroy that relationship. He wanted to get even with this other person that he never fucking knew. He had to just try to destroy that relationship. Then... Another individual that we talked about in past episodes that I really had a huge feelings for who had told me that he was HIV positive when I was at that club in Los Angeles. He was back in Utah, but he had communicated with me. We had seen each other and then we stopped seeing each other because I was in the relationship with Greg. And then eventually I would rehook up with this guy. But that particular individual Greg reached out to his partner because they were still together at the time and said, Hey, Mark, Mark and him messed around so he could fuck up that relationship. So he really started to do a lot of stuff on email and electronically and everything. So this is what happens once he goes home. Like, you know, he's back in Texas. I can finally sigh a, a breath of relief that he is gone. No, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> One day I wake up and my phone doesn't work. And I don't know why my phone doesn't work. This is so weird. It won't let me dial. It won't let me do anything. The only th thing I can do is call the server, you know, who I have the phone through. And I call them up and they're like, well, you changed your phone number. I didn't change my phone number. So Greg had gotten my PIN number and called the service and changed my phone number for me. Oh my God. That's fucking crazy. Well, it's just beginning. He had contacted all my friends, my Facebook friends list, my phone book, the names saved on my phone. He called everybody asking them if they'd ever had sex with me. He found a phone number in the nightstand, called that person and said, hey, who are you? Well, my name's Dustin. Who's this? It's like, this is Mark's boyfriend. Have you ever had sex with Mark? No, I'm a lieutenant at the state prison and I've never had sex with your boyfriend. 
fuck. Oh yeah. He really was just embarrassed. He, I think he destroyed a lot of my friendships because a lot of the people that he had asked, they couldn't understand where he got their phone number. And it's because I never hid my phone from him. Like, you know, it's an open relationship transparency, you know? And so he had written down the phone numbers or copied them or whatever, and then started calling everybody old roommates, anybody. And oh it was really embarrassing. Why didn't and, they call me? I don't know why you were in a threat. That's weird. God. I had never thought of that. Yeah, that's different. Fuck. One, I think one of the things that he had done, if I remember correctly, he was telling people that I was HIV positive. Not that there's anything wrong with anybody that's HIV positive. Clearly, if somebody does have sexual relations with somebody and wasn't aware and your partner didn't tell you prior to, that's not very nice. No, this guy's a lunatic. One time I was working in the tower on an overtime shift and he started messaging me to say goodbye. I'm like, uh-oh. So it was like 3.30 in the morning and he is suicidal and he's got a knife to his throat and his brother is there with him trying to talk him down. <sighs> he made my life hell. I have emails. He would start sending me emails and he would copy the name of that person I was talking about that I really had liked before I had met Greg, he was starting to send me emails and would put the name as this person to see if I would respond. He had done the same thing to this other person and this other person thought they were talking to me. And so he got <sighs> naked photos from that person and started putting them all over the internet. Now that person think, thinks that I did it. Fucking psychotic. He was trying to destroy, this is my theory, he was trying to destroy any other relationship around me so that I could not have a relationship. And I mean, to a certain extent, it worked. He was bound and determined to try to get me fired from my job so I wouldn't be able to collect a retirement. Wow. Now, my friend Sean, who I used to work with over there in UNA5, who's been on the podcast, he was there during the whole time and he saw how stressed I was. And Sean said that, you know, he was like, God, you know, one of these days it's going to be kind of, you know, different because I'm going to wake up and, you know, my former supervisor is now somebody's skin suit because you ended up getting skinned by this guy. And yes. Sean used to love to fuck with me like that I'm going to end up dead because Greg was such a psycho. He would love to tease me and I'd look at him and my eyes are bulging and my, my perspiration on my forehead and I'm scared shitless and I'm looking at him like, don't say that. And that would just make him laugh harder. That's Sean. <laughs> Why him and I get along so well. Anyways, so that was uh, Greg. I did not date for a long time because I realized what people are capable of. And it really kind of um, scared me about dating, Barbie. It really was a traumatizing experience because I opened up my house and I totally supported him. He didn't have a vehicle. He was going to go back to Texas and get his car. Like his family needed the car. So he, he didn't have a car. He couldn't work. And eventually he was going to come to see if he liked Utah, go back, get his car and then start working. And that never happened. He ended up going back. But that was a terrifying time. Not so much when he was here, but for a year, year and a half after he left. Finally, he got into other relationships and then forgot about me. Did you buy him a car ever? No, only one person got that privilege. That is good. Yeah. Do you know if this person is alive? Yeah, I think he's been married once or twice, and he's been to jail. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, his, his luck ran out. But, I mean, I, I think that he's he's in a relationship now, I, I think. I don't know. 
yeah, he, he got married, divorced, and yeah, I don't know. I, I wish him the best. I don't wish anything bad upon these people. You know, I don't want to go down that road again. It really aged me, and it really... I was in great shape when I was age 40, but this guy, God, he gets inside your head, and you're getting an email, and you're like, God, I don't know. Is this really who I think it is, or is it Greg again playing some game? And he would send me taunting messages, too, because he would get a picture of this other person that I really liked. And he got a picture of this guy performing oral sex on somebody. And he would send the picture to me and say, this is what you like. You like this whore? So, wow. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. He sounds like a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. Norman Bates has nothing on that guy, on Greg. Who's your next person? Uh, we're going to go with uh, Heather. Now, Heather, like I said, you've met her. She was at the party with that Rachel. But Heather I met through um, work, and she was like a little older than I was. Seemed like she kind of had her shit together a little bit, but two things about her that I really didn't like. And one was the fact that she was a smoker. And I told you that's a deal breaker for me. because mm -hmm. I can't, I, I, You know, there's just nothing wonderful about licking tar out of somebody's mouth. Oof. The other thing was that she had two children and they were two younger boys. <laughs> and Mark, I've tried to like children. I like other people's children, children that, you know, I know are just going to go home at the end of the day. But if they're going to be in my life, whatever, I, not so much. How old are they? How old are these two kids? You know, I want to say they were like, maybe like seven and four or three or something like that. Okay. I can't remember. because If you said 12, then you would have been more comfortable with it because you would have been like being around one of my boyfriends. Yeah, I would have called you up. But <laughs> no, they were they were way too young. You know, and at this age, it's, I guess at any age, you can't kennel them. So, uh, you know, you get like in trouble for that stuff or whatever. They're not like dogs. And that's frowned upon. In some communities, I guess it is. No matter what she did, I just couldn't get into her. And she just would chase me. Uh, I remember her cornering me in the car and putting the moves on me and like kissing me. And that's the first time I was like, okay, now I'm grossed out because you taste like an ashtray right now. And then, oh. you know, and then the second thing is, you know, you're putting the moves on me. Wait a minute, what's going on? So uh, that was kind of a deal breaker. But I still wanted to be kind of her friend and I had to work with her. So I had to be polite. You know, what do I do with everybody that I'm not interested in? I try to push it off on somebody else because <laughs> that's what I do. I'm like, oh, wow. my friends. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to date this person. Do you want to date this person? <laughs> they would be really good for you. God, I'm an ass coming to think about it. So this is where, you know, I'm going to invite her to this party that you're having. Because it's going to be an epic party and all these fucking psycho lunatic women that apparently want me are going to be there at one time. I invite her to go to the party, but she thought she'd come over and bring her children to see your terrifying house before this all happened. And that's when she brought her little boy over. We were looking at your props. You remember that day? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've got the one prop from... 
Piranha 3D or Piranha 3DD where the guy's penis gets bit off. Yes. And I've got the silicone Piranha fish, and I got the tip of the penis, and it's framed beautifully, you have to admit. It is framed, but, but it's I, like eye level almost for some child to look for at. A, for a three-year-old, three or four-year-old, because I remember he looks at it, Bobby, what's that right there, that big thing <laughs> with a mushroom tip? That looks like something that's in my bathing suit area that's been bit off by a piranha fish. And all I'm doing is squirming because I don't want to have this conversation. That was it. And that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want any of these kids. No, no. Kind of interesting that night because we had crazy Rachel and then we had her. And then I had both of my really good friends there. Some other girl that I actually wanted to hook up with was there. Some Who crazy... is that? Oh God! She's what, a... what, what what costume was she wearing that I she could play was, for? She was wearing a military. Uh, yeah. Uh, Spiked like, blonde hair. Yes. Red bandana, like a a rambet Rambo, but a yes. female version. Right, and I didn't know I was even interested in her because I didn't really remember meeting her until she like all of a sudden attacked me, and then it was like, oh. Hey, this is awesome. Yeah. So this happened in the bedroom while the other girl was gone downstairs. Wait a minute. I never knew this story. So you actually were with somebody that night with all those people in the house. You were upstairs having sex with this girl. No, because somebody was in the bed. That's why we didn't sleep in the bed because somebody, the bed was already taken. So oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad the party was. It was just fucking crazy. No, she uh ended up uh, we didn't end up sleeping together. She just ended up throwing me up against the wall and like kissing me and shit and telling me that she wanted me. They ended up leaving then when it came to going to sleep, Heather thought she had tried to put the moves on me thinking that this is her chance to actually sleep with me. And I was annoyed. So I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't focus. You know, I can't, whatever it is. I got to go downstairs. So then I go downstairs. Well, now I'm annoyed because now there's somebody in the coffin that we can't get out and she won't go home. That's when she slammed the lid of the casket against the wall and dented the top of the casket. Yeah. I ended up finally pushing this girl onto my friend. I think they're still together. I've lost contact with uh, this friend because she had some insecurity issues with uh, the fact that, you know, she liked me. I don't know what happened. Wow. You are definitely entwined in the, the lesbian community so much more than I was in the gay community. You know all these players because of, you know, where you worked And it seems like you grew up with a lot of these people because, you know, even in your early 20s, you know, I didn't come out till I was 30, 31 or something. Right. So a lot of the women that I would meet were kind of straight or they were a friend of something. I wasn't really big into the community until ended up working at that bar because of the dating the owner. And then all of a sudden, you know, every freaking lesbian under the sun and and they know you and then you just don't want to be part of that community anymore that's that's amazing though that you had sex with this one girl so long ago and all those years later 
she still wants you. That's there's something to be said about that, Barbie. I wish I could remember what I did, but uh, you, you I made don't. her happy. I yeah, I guess I did. Can I jump into my next one? Yes. All right. The next one. His name is Otter. Not that he is an Otter member of the Bear community. It's not that at all. That's just the name that we're giving this individual. So we're going to fast forward, and I now live in Florida. And um, a friend of mine from out of town was visiting, and we decided that we were going to go to the white party at Parliament House in Orlando. And Mm -hmm. this friend of mine that is visiting, (laughs) he has this friend of his that is here in Florida that used to live in Utah. I'm not really sure. But this particular person, Otter, is connected to this friend of mine. And so when this friend of mine comes down and I meet Otter for the first time, it's at the Spooky Empire Convention. This friend of mine, his name's Bill. So Bill and Otter show up and I'm dressed up as that really freaky clown, the Halloween costume I did in 2012. So I went to the convention dressed as the clown. So I meet Otter and instantly I'm like, wow, this guy's really cute, man. This guy's a cute dude. He's Native American. We all go to the white party that night and Bill and I had each gotten our own room because you could stay there at Parliament House and Parliament House no longer exists. They tore it down. It's gone. I think they might be reopening it or they already reopened a new location. But the old location was like the oldest gay resort in Central Florida or in Orlando. You have multiple dance floors. You have this little restaurant in the middle like kind of after hours, it's like a Denny's on property. But you get these rooms. Now the rooms... Do the beds have a quarter thing that you can no. put in there and they vibrate? If they did, you would put in a quarter and it would be, all be broken. It's one of those places where if you went in, if you turned on a black light, the whole room would glow with handprints and semen stains and jizz. And it was really, you just got a really bad vibe. And everything's crunchy, like the pillowcase. Everything and, is, oh, everything yeah. is crunchy. They don't wash the comforters. They might wash the sheets twice a month. But um, disgusting. it's really bad. But it was actually only like 68 bucks. So if you get drunk and you're there and you're partying, you're having fun. And they had a pool there. Kind of a cool thing, but maybe not so much the room. And it was not in the best area of Orlando. You wouldn't want to like breakdown in that neighborhood which is you know a lot of gay clubs the old gay clubs that's how it was so we're there we're drinking we're getting our party on we're getting our buzz on it gets to the point where the bars close down whatever that time is in orlando and they cut you off and so this little restaurant that i had told you that's kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. we went in there and we got something to eat to try to start to sober up and i remember i had a veggie burger I don't know what Bill had. He probably had like a quesadilla or something. But anyways, you know, (laughs) at that point, we're good. Let's, you know, let's call it a night. The bar's closed. So we stumble back to our rooms. And I'm in the room and I'm going to go lay down on my crunchy comforter. And very disgusting. Basically, if you really look at that comforter, I slept with like 7,000 guys that night. At least. At least they're babies. Oh. I was rolling around and discomfort or probably didn't even exist anymore. It was just semen, uh, dried semen. Anyways, there's a knock at the door. I'm like, oh, well, now who could this be? Like, who did I talk to tonight? I'm too fucked up. So I answer the door and it's Otter. 
And I let Otter in and I'm like, you know, what's up? The next thing you know, we're buck ass naked and I'm sucking on him like I'm sucking the chrome off a trailer hitch, Barbie. Good Lord. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. There's nothing bad about it. He smells wonderful. We're both aroused for the most part because of a little bit of whiskey dick. I'm blowing this guy and he keeps pushing his dick a little deep into my throat. Like, you know, you don't need to push one into your dick out my asshole. Okay. Like it don't go that deep because when somebody is like forcing their dick in your mouth and it's going down your throat, but then they're grabbing the back of your head and they're skull fucking you. Yeah. And you can't breathe. It's like, you have to pull them out and say, man, now look, man, I can't breathe. And he's like, oh, but it feels so good. And so you try it again, and he starts fucking literally killing you, Barbie. And <laughs> he pull, you know, you got to come up for air. It's like swimming. I can't fucking like have a dick down my throat and have no oxygen for fifteen minutes while he finished. No, I I was like seeing stars, but he kept doing it, and I was gagging, and I kept saying, "Hey, man, now look, I can't." I'm trying to explain to him, and I'm in the middle of a sentence, and he shoves his dick back in my mouth, and I'm. <laughs> fucking cannot breathe barbie and i've never had this before this guy's so forceful with his cock oh my god this is i thought it was called making love not fuck this guy's mouth till he's dead you know he's fucking he's fucking and like i start like seriously not dry heaving i'm like gagging and he keeps doing it and i'm like now look man i can't i can't breathe man and he's like oh but it feels so good and he does it again I threw up all over his cock, his butthole, his stomach. You did not. I swear to God. Yeah, that veggie burger, that like spinach and corn. And I threw up and I was so embarrassed, but there was vomit all over his cock, all over his butthole, everything. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm so sorry that you were choking me with your cock. And I just threw up all over you. So I ran to the bathroom and I got, <laughs> I got a towel and I came back and I'm cleaning up all my vomit. You didn't suck it off? Barbie, like my throat hurt for three days. Like I was talking, I was talking like Froggy from the Little Rascals. That is so gross. Yeah, no, my throat was sore, you know, and my mom's like, your throat sounds sore. You come to, no, just sucked a cock at the Parliament House. He was trying to kill me. Oh my God. That was Otter. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, the next day I'm trying to tell Bill what happened. Like, Where'd you find that guy on her? Because he's got a mean cock. He almost killed me with it. Oh, my God. I mean, can you imagine my death certificate? You know, cause of death, killed by cock. You know, like literally harpooned in the mouth by cock. Oh, neither one of us ended up coming. Like, no (laughs) shit. His dick wasn't even that big. But when it's in your throat, it really does feel like Moby Dick. I mean, it's it was bad. It was really bad. So that was Otter. Um, I never saw him again. And I'm glad my throat is thankful that I never saw him again. I bet. God, (sighs) probably come out your fucking sinuses. (laughs) Who do you got? I'm just going to call her lunatic because that's pretty much what she is. I do believe you met her. Have you ever had somebody that you've dated where you cannot break up with them no matter what you do you can't break up with them for me when a breakup time comes i'm either getting dumped or 
I'm at that point where it's like, it's good. We're good. You know, I don't know what I was thinking with this one. This one was after, um, you know, my really uh, long relationship that I had with the club owner. You know, I wasn't ready for anything serious or anything. It just been a while. I didn't want to start jumping in and getting into something that's going to be heavy or it's going to be really serious. And so I ended up meeting her from a, from a friend. We all went out one night and uh, we kind of had this, you know, energy about us. So obviously we flirted back and forth, but she was a lot younger than I was you know, here I am in my 40s, and she's in her like 20s. So I'm like, totally doing this mark thing. And you <laughs> I, know, knew. I... <laughs> I was waiting for it, Barbie. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. But most of the women that I've dated, and I want to say like the majority that have all been a little older than me. So that's, would... uh, that's what I was gonna say is you're definitely attracted into a more mature type. Right. So this one, I'm thinking, let's try somebody younger and see how it goes. So I started dating her. And, you know, right off the bat, I can tell that just mannerisms, the way that she talks and everything, she's just immature. But, you know, it was good sex. I, you know, I will say that it was good sex. And she just was constantly needing it and i enjoyed that good sex for probably about three months and then it got to the point to where it was nothing but a chore and mm. i was completely disappointed i you know i was like look i can't do this anymore you know three times a day four times a day something is wrong maybe it's because i'm old and i can't do this anymore but I, i'm not having a good time she also had, I think, a little bit of like some mental issues. Oh. Uh, she kind of was suspicious of every little thing that I did. So I would go to work and then, you know, I'd come home like the normal person. And she would tell me that she didn't believe that I was going to work. And I was like, well, how the fuck would I get my like check? What, what the hell? You know, she's like, well, I just don't think that you're working. I think, you know, you're going out and you're hoeing around. And I'm like, but I just got paid. Do you want to see the deposit? And it, it doesn't matter. I still don't, you know, trust you. I was like, girl, you're a little crazy. So that was, you know, one of the little things that I was noticed that she was a little paranoid about. Anytime I would talk to anybody, she thought I was sleeping with them we would end up having fights and she would scream at me, whatever the fight was. And I was like, this is not healthy. You know, we need to just break up. And she wouldn't let me break up. Like uh, there were times where I would pack my, cause I was staying with her. So I had a suitcase. I pack up my suitcase and get ready to go. And she wouldn't let me go. She just wouldn't allow me to break up. She would tell me, no, you love me and you can't break up with me. The longer that I was with her, the more that, you know, I realized that she's just not good for me. I felt like I was on a miracle round and I could Ugh. not get off. Can but, I ask you one question? Yeah. When you said that you think she had mental issues, do you think she really had mental issues? The paranoia about you cheating or do you think it's just because of her age? When you're talking about your person, I'm thinking about Greg. And Greg was paranoid. Of course, he 
you know, messaged all of my friends asking, did you ever have sex with Mark? And that was like, I would say that's mental illness, but I think it was just because of his age. And so with this girl, do you think it was an age thing or really mental illness? Well, I don't know. I haven't dated as many, you know, 20 year olds as you. So I don't really have that reference. <laughs> low blow, so, low know, blow. But as we go on and we talk about things, maybe you can enlighten me and tell me if it's mental illness or if it's just, you know, her age. A lot but, of this goes away once they learn how to drive. Uh, yeah. But, you know, one day it was, okay, I am not going to, you know, we can't do this anymore. We, we just can't. And so I went to work and I'm trying to do my job. It's just blowing up my phone and all I can hear, you know, and it's on vibrate and all you can hear is and everybody's looking at me and I'm like, you know, I was like, I know that this is my, my ex. I don't want to even look at this phone. And so as I'm going through it, you know, it's, you can't break up with me. We're meant to be together. You know, I love you. If you do not uh, answer me, I'm going to come to your work, blah, 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 and everything. Well, I've been in enough relationships to know that, you know, that's just a bunch of bullshit and they just trying to freak you out and get you to give them a call back. So I'm like, fuck that. I'm not. So I just put the phone down. Well, the next thing I know is I got security calling me because she had showed up at my job and this <gasps> on talking to me and she's making a scene down in the lobby and she's like, Fuck. so I ended up having to go down there and get her outside the building and just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She's just like, you just totally ignore me. You can't ignore me like that. I love you and blah, blah, and all this other stuff. And I was like, you showed up at my fucking work. What is wrong with you? I was like, you know, you just cross lines that you can't do. So she just fucking flipped out. Uh, I ended up going back into work. For some strange reason, we ended up seeing each other again. Uh, you know, the the milk is bad, and I know the milk is bad, <laughs> Mark. But for some reason, I kept going back on this. The last and final straw of this that kind of snapped and kind of slapped me upside the face and said, "This is not good. This can ruin your career potentially." Was we had kind of broken up for about the fifth or sixth time, and I go home or not home, but to her house to get my stuff. And she was living in this duplex with uh, a couple of people. And her friend was dating this guy. Her friend was just big as a lunatic as she was. Me and this guy run into each other. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? What are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get my shit and get the fuck out of here because so-and-so's batshit crazy and she has my computer. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to get my stuff and then I'm going to leave as well. I go, I grab my stuff, I put it in the back of my Jeep. And as I'm going into the house, all of a sudden, I see out of the corner of my eyes that are like in the bushes and stuff, I see fucking SWAT team. And I'm like, what, what? the fuck is happening right now? You know, they're all creeping up on me a little bit. And they're like, and we need to see your hands. We need to see your hands. And I'm like, what? what the fuck just happened? And so, yeah, so you need to follow your command. So hands are up. 
go down to your knees, go down to, you know, put your hands in front of you, blah, blah. I am in the prone position. They come up, put handcuffs on me and they sit me up and they're like, yeah, we just had a call from this resident saying that there's a male inside of this house that has a gun and he's going to uh, shoot his girlfriend or something. And I am like, are you kidding me right now? I was like, okay, let me tell you the story. There's two people that live in this house and they're lunatics. Nobody's home except for me and I'm going to call him Martin. And I was like, he's just coming to retrieve his laptop. Nobody's here. So once I gave him the story and everything, you know, they took the cuffs off and ended up like filing charges on for her. I was just like, what in the hell is happening here? Jesus so, Christ. You've yeah. never told me that story. A SWAT team? Yes. It scared the shit out of me because, it, you know, they did a good job because they must have parked down the street and then they came up through their neighbors, through the backyard. Yeah, well, they, all they do is is uh, train for that shit, you know? Yeah. So I ended up calling her and I'm like, hey, you know, I've got a few things of yours. I'm going to take them to your house and put them on your porch because I knew she was at work and I didn't have to have an interaction with her. And she's like, no, no. She's like, I want you to meet me here. We're going to meet at a public place so that I can drop off whatever I need to in case, you know, you decide to stab me. Somebody will be there. Jeez, Christ. I don't, you've, you've definitely dated some <sighs> right winners. Well, well, so we decided on Liberty Park. That was going to be the, you know, the place. And I waited for like five minutes and she didn't show up. So I ended up trashing all her stuff in the garbage. <laughs> she took off and she just like, she's like, you know, I drove by. I can't see you. And I was like, well, your trash is in, or your stuff's in this trash. <laughs> your trash is so, in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably the one of the worst relationships just because she was so fucking crazy and you never knew you're like walking on eggshells all the time with our and on that note we're gonna wrap up the insanity of gay dating part three the third and final installment barbie thanks so much for coming on and talking about your exes as well as mine i end this episode with the same thing i tell you every week and that is to be good and if you can't be good be good at it and if you're sitting in prison you're probably not good at it. <laughs>